Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this uh, Monday morning, day after the Super Bowl, a special edition of uh, MGR Unplugged. As promised, um, first of all, you didn't see our, or listen to our podcast from last Friday. We actually were talking a lot of about um, Super Bowl ads and the, uh, the business and the math behind the ads, the costs and everything else. Um, so, and we said that we we're going to discuss the ads a little more uh, in depth after the Super Bowl, which is what we're doing this morning. So, David is with me. We were both uh, taking serious notes about the ads yesterday, and um, without any further delay, we're going to start with that. But before that, I wanted to make a couple of comments about this week's Super Bowl. Um, you know, we we watched the uh, the pregame uh, ceremonies and everything, and obviously this this week's Super Bowl had a little different. Um, attitude or, or uh, lead up to the Super Bowl, obviously last week or a week ago from today, it was when it was Kobe Bryant's um, accident and uh, tragic death and all that. So it was a little summer in the beginning, Monday and Tuesday. It looked like people were gathering in Miami, getting to a Super Bowl, but it was still a little bit of um, um, all the athletes, obviously, and, and journalists were remembering facts about Kobe Bryant. I remember on Friday, uh, I was watching the Lakers game, and they had the uh, the first home game where they were doing the tribute. So it was a little bit of a um, contrast between the festivities of the Super Bowl and obviously all the all the memorials for uh, Kobe Bryant. But anyways, the game was good. Um, um, it started, um, you know, I don't think the game per se was that entertainment, at least for the first... Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the ending was good. The first half, I thought, was kind of like a little slow but i think also i don't have a dog in the fight i didn't really care who won so for that's why i, I wasn't super into the game i think um, i don't know i mean i i thought it was it was an okay game um it, it's not so much i mean most of the people unless you're a fan of one team or the other don't have really much interest on the actual result other than the the spectacle to be nice and i think the game i mean halftime 10 10 you know it was uh, kind of okay um, at that point, I think people were just looking forward to the halftime show to have something that was really more entertaining. Then the fourth quarter, the third quarter uh, was also nothing special. And then the fourth quarter really lived up to expectations. And that's when things got interesting. So I, I think the game was okay. I mean, from probably not that interesting for 49ers fans, but yeah, well, yeah, I think uh, on that note, I think, uh, well, uh, uh, we're not a sports show for sure, but I, I think uh, my opinion is that the 49ers just gave the game away i mean i think kansas city did the right thing but i think it was more the 49ers just kind of playing three quarters instead of four so um anyways that's just my opinion uh, i didn't care you know one or the other i do want to say on the last episode i did predict kansas city winning i'm glad i was correct you were right at the fourth quarter which is when it counts so that's that's important <laughs> um no but i mean the game was okay uh we'll probably discuss a little bit of the halftime show um I think it was good too. I mean, people actually liked it. I was maybe I was just not too much into uh, that, but definitely the, the the halftime show had a, a lot of Latin flair with um, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. One thing that amazes me is that, I mean, Jennifer Lopez is now fifty years old, and Shakira is she 50? she's fifty. I know. Looks good for. 50. I was going to ask you. You thought how long, how old do you think is Shakira? I knew. Sh oh, Shakira. I have no idea, honestly. Shakira is forty three. Oh wow! So here we have in the halftime of the Super Bowl, two professional performers that are, one is 50 and the other one is 43. 
that tells you so much about the uh, new wave of performers, you know, how, and they actually... Well, I think it was also because it was in Miami. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah, he had, the... he had a lot of Latin flair, and obviously, yeah, it was Miami, so they had a lot of Hispanic performers and all that, and they, they did a little bit of a melee of uh, previous songs that made them famous, and uh, which is good, because he went fast, the choreography, you know, all these, both of them are very, very good performers, especially on stage with uh, choreography and, and everything related to, uh, you know, their, their dance and everything and their outfits. And there were lots of comments this morning about checking booties and all that stuff. But um, it, it amazes me how whatever they're doing, they're in great shape. I mean, for 50 years old to be performing like that, I mean, it's like, I want to do what she's doing, whatever it is she's taking. You know, obviously, I'm she's taking a lot of things. So, <laughs> but uh, um, no, but it was it was good. It was, it was a good... Um, a break from like semi dull action on the actual game, and then, um, and then, uh, you know, like I said, third quarter and fourth quarter finally it started getting a little more interesting. So, all right, so let's get to the uh, to the commercials, which is the main topic for today. Um, let me ask you, which one, which ones do you remember? Okay, so I was gonna say my kind of grading criteria, I was thinking about this. Uh, one is like just the entertainment factor, I guess or interestingness factor. But then the other part is, which ones do you remember the next day? Right, exactly. And uh, which ones were kind of more original? Uh, I think my personal top three, I was thinking like, okay, which ones were the best? And I have kind of a top three. I'm not sure exactly which is the best. Um, the Baby Nut, Mr. Peanut thing, because that one was ahead, like for two weeks before the Super Bowl, they announced that, uh, oh, Mr. Peanut is dead. Yeah. And then they did the baby nut. And obviously it kind of was very similar to Baby Yoda, how that's been everywhere. And it was kind of everyone on social media. So I thought I thought they won with that. Like that was very successful. Um, the Bill Murray Groundhog Day Jeep commercial. People love that one. I yeah, I, I didn't like it that much. Really? I, I don't I know. I liked it. It was fine. I, I think because Bill Murray is such a beloved, I think most people like Bill Murray. So having him in the commercial is like, Okay, people like him, and they remade Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one was the, uh, which I think probably is between this and the baby nut for me that won the show, which was the Hulu Tom Brady, because of how they set it up. Yeah, I think I think the Hulu was the the actual commercial itself was not that amazing. Well, but the fact that everybody was talking about Tom Brady before the Super right. Bowl with his cryptic message, and they some people were saying, oh, this is like a tribute to Kobe Bryant. Uh, or some right. people were saying, no, this is like a hint that he might be quitting. And he was probably laughing his right. butt off. If anyone lines. doesn't know what we're <laughs> talking about, basically a few days before the Super Bowl, Tom Brady posted a picture of himself at the end of one of a the cryptic, uh, the uh, tunnels. Yeah. And it almost looked like it was all black and white. And he was like, is he retiring? Is he what? And then Hulu ran an ad during the Super Bowl. And, and you know, it was like talk shows, radio shows, all talking. Oh, my gosh, is Tom Brady retiring? Is he leaving the Patriots? What's going on? And then, you know, he did a show for And on top of that, for Hulu. Tom Brady was at the Super Bowl because right, it, was right. the, uh, it was the NFL's 100th uh, anniversary. And they were um, basically uh, having a lot of quarterbacks and former players and all the stuff. So he right. was there. And uh, But, yeah, I think, I think at the end of the day, uh, he had the best laugh because – I uh, thought that was great because... Uh, but, but again, it was more of uh, the intrigue 
about everybody was referring to the cryptic message from right from but i think these Tom days Brady. it's almost more than just the commercial itself it's the can you get people talking about you right and uh, that's why i thought that one and the baby nut were the and, best and when you get people talking about it before even the commercial yeah exactly era, so before even people knew about the commercial right. that's even more more it's very very clever advertising in that way or more than uh, right. because people say even you and i were like oh that's what the cryptic message yeah. was about you know so I um I uh, I think I don't think the I mean for me the um the Groundhog Day was not I don't know I wasn't that impressed by that one I did like the, the reason the, I gave it up there was one I think a lot of people were talking about it on social and two it was the number one trending video on YouTube mm -hmm. so obviously it was resonating beyond just the Super Bowl itself and that's why I think ultimately it's like how much bang for your buck do you get and if you can get a ton of people talking about you. Yeah. That's what matters. The one that we both liked, uh, and I think that was actually in the uh, first quarter, uh, one of the breaks, was the um, Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Um, I think that was original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, the, uh, <laughs> we're talking about the Jason Momoa, yeah. where he has like these huge arms. and He then comes like all buffed up and everything from work, and then he goes he, home, and he says, the thing that I, I like is just to relax, and he starts taking his He basically rips, <laughs> rips it off, and he's got these skinny little arms. It was yeah. good. It was good. That was, that was original, too. Um, and then uh, we obviously talk Hulu. Then... Um, I think that was a third or fourth quarter commercial, the uh, the Hyundai, the the Smart Park. Yeah, with, that one with, too. Uh, I was going to put, I didn't put it in my top three, but that might be my number four because that one, again, also got a lot of people talking on social media. People really liked that one. They mm -hmm. posted that on YouTube days before the Super Bowl, right. so I had already seen it. Um, but yeah, people really liked that one. So it was just clever. Yeah, smart park. It was. It was. Yeah, I mean, really, the commercial is just obviously the car parking on on parking and all that. But it was just the 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 exchange between yeah. them that was. Uh, it's interesting too that some um, advertisers try to just promote their brand, and others will promote like a specific product or feature. Feature of their. So brand. in that case, it was the smart park, which mm -hmm. is like it'll park itself. Right. Uh, but in the case of like, I don't know, like other, other brands were just, oh, this is our brand. It's not some specific product or feature. Mm -hmm. I always wonder which is the better route. Like if you're Hyundai, that's kind of trying to sell that specific car and that feature. Um, whereas obviously it promotes your brand too. Whereas other ads are just promoting the brand itself. Mm -hmm. I, I, that's kind of an interesting take of like, which, which is yeah, the better there's, route. There's a lot of stuff these days with the, um, the, um, kind of autonomous vehicles some features and all that stuff and when everybody's talking about self-driving cars and everything at the end of the day we don't have those yet but if you have a car that is parking itself that's huge help especially because they you notice they picked like space that were super tight and basically it's very right. smart you know right. it's not like you parallel park or something it's just you're squeezing the car where the guy where, where uh, uh what's his name uh krasinski yeah, John uh, John Krasinski. Yes, Krasinski. Yeah, he gets there and it looks like he's totally off as far as being able to park the car. And then he says, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get off the car." And they just let it park itself, and he does it. And then the, the exchange between him and Chris Evans and all that stuff. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, one that I think we both liked was the um, um, Coca Cola with uh, Scorsese and Jonah Hill. Yeah, I threw it on the list uh, just because I like Scorsese, so I had to put him on there. The funny thing is that Scorsese is, is not known for his. I mean, he's known for his humor, but he's very uh, uh, sarcastic. Yeah, he has a very uh, like a peculiar sense of yes. humor. Like, like yes. he almost is funny when he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he's not a joke his, teller, right? With his gestures, and he, you expect a comment, 
and he doesn't make a comment. He's like, hey, are you coming? Hey, you know, this or that. And John Hill is like totally passed out. And then he gets the, the energy drink, the, uh, the Coke. I so, thought the best response I saw from that was, uh, I forget who said it. It was someone on Twitter said, uh, let's be real. Jonah Hill would always reply right away to Martin Scorsese. Uh, right. <laughs> you think Jonah Hill? I know, Hill but would I like the, uh, the dot 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 on all yeah. these TVs and all that stuff. That was funny too. Um, you have the uh, Electric Hummer too. As oh yeah, one of your favorites. I I I like that one because I I don't think all ads have to be like entertaining but if they're memorable and they get the point across and in that case it was like a thousand horsepower sounds like this and it was just silent right you know it gets the point across of okay we have this big monster humming looking truck but it's silent and, it's and, and especially because the hummer was a very controversial vehicle when it first came out from gm it was a, a basically right. a, a, a war type guzzler. vehicle and then everybody started getting these hummers the hummer 2 the humvee whatever super gas guzzler consumers and obnoxious cars on the road and now they came with a complete clean version of that of that car like reviving it in a different way you know so yeah that was kind of original um speaking of cars you didn't like it so much but i really was, like i thought the on, porsche on. one was I, fine i like obviously i'm biased i i i uh, i love porsche i raised my porsche and uh but i I had not seen the ad, and it was called the heist. And uh, I think it was a clever commercial too. It was well, it well was done. Clever. It was not bad in um, any way. I just didn't think it was anything super memorable or special. It's fine. I mean, you're, obviously they are promoting the Taycan, their latest uh, um, electric uh, Porsche, which, by the way, is much better than the Tesla. As opposed to what you say, but uh, that's a well, whole conversation. See it get manufactured first. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, anyways, I thought it was a very classy, well-produced commercial with European roads and bridges and all that. And then all the Porsche um, lineup, you know, surrounding and like escaping and all that stuff. So I thought it was a nice commercial. They, they, I like the cinematography of the commercial too. The, the production values, like you can tell that it was high quality. So that's one of my top two. Um, you don't have... Um, in your top category, the Amazon Alexa one, I really like that one. With uh, with oh, yeah, uh, the before Alexa with Ellen. Yeah, with Ellen and uh, yeah, it was funny. It was Rossi. Funny. I think I think that was so. It almost I was reading this morning. Some people thought it was like a SNL skit or something. I I don't know. I mean, I I think he was very clever when when we all kind of keep saying. I mean, say sometimes what was life before the internet? What was life before this and that? Like you know how things have changed so rapidly. Yeah. And now we're talking about what were things before Alexa, who's right there, by the way. Um, and and it was funny. Uh, to me, it was I was actually laughing doing the commercial, which is, I think, the only one that I laughed about uh, because I thought it was pretty funny when they had all these medieval people and all that stuff going on there. Um, so I thought that was kind of a cute commercial that was... Um, it, we were talking in the beginning about which commercials you remember the day after, brand and commercial, because sometimes it's funny. You, you remember the... Commercial, but yep. you say who was that commercial for? Yep. <laughs> Which is a mistake. Yeah. I mean, that's if you put all this effort. Not only do you pay five point six million dollars just to get there, and then on top of that production cost and everything else, and then you create this great commercial, and people like the commercial, but then don't remember who was the commercial for. That's actually a big branding mistake. So, in this case. Um, because they are talking what was well, life the product before. is so embedded in the commercial. Right, right. I thought it was very clever and, and cute, and, mm -hmm. and it's one of the ones that I definitely remember uh, the day after. So, um, on the uh, the one that a lot of people talked about that I didn't like, 
um, because I'm not a fan of that type of commercial, is the Google Assistant one. A yeah. lot of people were talking. I know. Oh, I Everybody's like, watching it. Yeah, yeah. I don't like I commercials that try to tear jerkers. Yeah, you can have a tear jerker. Uh, that's not my problem. I I'm not a big fan, and they weren't the only one of people of of commercials where they kind of I feel like they're taking advantage of people and trying to take advantage of some sad story. Like there was another one I forget. The weather was tech. For. The weather tech with the dog that was saved from cancer and mm. other stuff. That was WeatherTech is a company that I can't even believe that was doing a commercial because all they do is basically floor mats for tough, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know for protecting your, your cars and other stuff. Um, but the story was that they saved their dog um, with um, um, they had cancer or something, and it was obviously people are very attached to their pets and it was very emotional but I, i'm not much into that um it's a very feel-good type commercial i think the google one with Lorera, loretta or something like the family the wife that says i want to you right. to remember these things and to me it was kind of sappy to be honest but uh, I, I i agree a lot of people this morning are rating that commercial like one of the best like saying okay this is good so good for google i mean they they had a commercial that was i was actually happy on the other big tech company that made an ad which is facebook yeah that they've done emotional type ads they before. were they did one about groups right Facebook yeah. groups is there a group for you or something but it yeah. was not you know it was not emotional whatsoever it was like yeah, a fun thought... jovial ad and i was like i'd rather have the tech companies do something like that especially because uh, i don't know i just i don't like when they do some sappy thing in favor of like Oh, get our voice assistant so we can steal all your data and listen in on your entire life. Well, I mean, to be honest, I mean, Facebook, with all the controversy going around Facebook, especially now as we approach another election with with uh, influencing elections and so forth, I, I think they were going to do a commercial about, you know, we care for the community, we want fairness, blah, blah, blah. But they didn't. They actually advertised one of their products, which is one of the things right. that we discussed and I that, that they was want the to boost. Approach. Because Facebook is going to, you and I discuss this or, or talk about it in different um, uh, on different episodes. But uh, it looks like Facebook is leaning towards boosting their groups, and they they probably want more Instagram and everything else to be like more person-to-person -person interaction, and then they're going to have Facebook more as a group interaction and that kind of dialogue. So in that case, the, it was it was okay. I mean, there were like all, all this, uh, you know, we have groups for this, groups for that for very niche type uh, hobbies or activities. And I thought it was a very um, okay commercial. I mean, nothing nothing controversial about it. So Yeah, because I think if Facebook went the sappy route, yeah. that a lot of people don't like Facebook, yeah. and that it would have just been negative. It yeah. would have been like, oh, okay. Restoring their image will be almost backfire for yeah, them. Yeah, that's what I think. They've been time, so many times trying to restore their image with this and that, and then they come back and they keep doing what they're doing. So I think people are a little bit more uh, skeptical about that. And uh, I think in this case, just saying, hey, we can help you. There's a group. You have a group that is whatever. Um, talk you know just create it you know set it up so all right you there was um one startup i think quibi that was very um you want to talk about quibi briefly i mean uh, we probably discuss that later but uh it's a company that is not even uh, yet i mean running is the most let's talk about the commercial part well, it's the commercial. The commercial itself was fine. I mean, it was basically, it was really early in the Super Bowl. It was, it was like early in the first quarter, I think. Yeah. Uh, I was like, they were robbing a bank. And then their getaway driver says, I'll be there in a Quibi. Like they're trying to make that a thing. Because right. Quibi is basically a streaming platform that lets you watch videos that are 10 minutes or less. Um, he says, I'll be there in a Quibi. And they're like waiting there for him. 
commercial. Okay, it was fine. The commercial wasn't bad. It was whatever. But how but many people knew what Quibi is? I don't think many people knew who what Quibi was. And second of all, the fact that they spent six million plus production, it was a high value production commercial. It wasn't cheap. Yeah. Uh, on a commercial, when they're not even launched, you can't even go download the app if you see that. Oh, that's interesting. Let me go download. No, not available. I know. Uh, what are they thinking? They and not only that, this is a company that. It's so funny. I was thinking about this yesterday because I wanted to talk about it. I was like, this company, if you don't know Quibi, they were started by uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and um, I forget her name. She used to be an exec at HP. Um, but basically two uh, execs who have been guys, yeah. around the game and uh, both from media and tech. And they started their own streaming service. And it's all like vertical only videos, no horizontal. And... Um, it's all 10 minutes or less. And so, but they have spent a ridiculous amount of money and they plan to spend a ridiculous amount of money well, for startup, a startup. Too. No, but not, they took the lean startup methodology and said, what if we just do the complete opposite of that? What if we, in our first year of launch, spend a billion with a B on programming and advertising before we even know if anybody's interested yet. The idea of the lean startup is let's make many versions and iterate with as little budget as possible until we can find something that works and that people like. And especially in streaming where it's such a, a gamble to know mm. whether people will like this or not, to say, oh, we're just gonna throw all of the money we raised, a billion dollars in our first year, and if we fail, oh well, I, yeah. I, it's baffling. And to spend $6 million on a commercial... Right, we're getting too much into the startup conversation and this is more of but a commercial. $6 million so, when you haven't launched. I understand. That's is, crazy. Is, is there money? Was, I told you, I said this last Friday when we were talking about it. I said, I don't understand the economics of commercial advertising for the Super Bowl. I understand the big brands, the Procter & Gamble, which we'll discuss later on, and all these big manufacturers, auto manufacturers, beer companies, all that stuff, spending money doing feel-good commercials or brand commercials or corporate image branding, whatever. They have the money, they have the budget, and they it's almost like they have to be there. The smaller brands, I don't understand how they throw their whole marketing budget for the year out the window in one single 30-second spot, which is in return to get the ROI or the return on advertising spend that we talk about. To me, it's, it's just the math doesn't add up. But if they want to say, hey, we were advertising on the Super Bowl and nobody even knows who we are. Well, we I do. don't know if anybody's throwing their whole budget. Uh, no, like I said not the whole budget. The big brands are not. For them, it's like a drop in the bucket. But for the smaller brands, startups like this, like you said, spending like maybe six million in the ad and the, in, in buying the ad space and then um, whatever they spent in producing the ad and all the stuff, you can basically say, okay, well, you guys haven't made any penny from revenues yet. No, they haven't. And, and you're already spending $10 million or your investors' money into putting an ad in the Super Bowl when people, like you said, can even monetize that ad and download an app or anything. So I... That I don't understand. I, I, I'm, I'm maybe I'm too stupid for that, but um, I, I like to I like to know how that works. But let's move on with this because we have a lot of list of uh, commercials. So we we have obviously the McDonald's ad was okay. I was I actually thought it was interesting when they have the different menus for different celebrities. Mm. Um, but the trouble is that they start going so fast that I couldn't even see yeah the the celebrities that they were promoting. You know that they were saying okay, this is this, this is that and and. And um, so, anyways, I thought it was kind of. It was original. fine. I think the message was like everybody eats McDonald's. Yeah, like everybody kind of. I don't care if you are like 
uh, you know, this type of person, athlete, non athlete, entertainment, um, whatever kind of diet you yeah. have, uh, everybody, you know, does McDonald's with some kind of menu. But I was trying to, you know, I'm assuming when they decided each tray with the different McDonald's, you know, products, they would do it for a reason for the person that was the sub, uh, the, the, uh, the credit. And, uh, and I was trying to keep up saying, oh, that's, you know, but it was just, it was just very hard. So, but I think it was kind of original. Nothing else. I mean, McDonald's is such. Were there any ads that you really didn't like? Like the ads that you thought were just bad? Well, I think the, the Verizon 5G, uh, to me, that was confusing because they are kind of advertising 5G, like it's going to make everything so much better and faster and everything else for the network. But then they have all these first responders and all this kind of uh, tribute to firemen and police and uh, emergency crews and all that stuff. So, and then the production was not very production value wise. It was almost like a slideshow. So I thought that commercial for Verizon, who was basically all over uh, the Super Bowl sponsorship, um, I I wasn't that impressed. I thought it was like, oh, it's like, okay, they had to add a commercial there and then they just added it, you know. And and it's like, are we doing 5G? Because T-Mobile had a 5G commercial and that was much more saying, okay, we are the first T-Mobile, the first 5G right. uh, uh, provider and the map and this is how much better it's going to be. I mean, 5G is a huge thing for everybody now. Uh, and Verizon had the 5G, but it was mixed with I think the, the problem uh, is community and emergency crews and all that 5G stuff. 5G so. is very uh, broad of a term. And because the different T-Mobile has 5G, but it's a different band mm -hmm. of 5G than Verizon. Right. And the reason Verizon's isn't nationwide yet is because there's Verizon is the what, what I would call true 5G, which is like when we talk about gigabit speeds mm -hmm. on your phone, mm -hmm. that's the Verizon one. Now, there's a lot of problems. I'm not going to get into all the problems with it right now as far as like distance. Like if you have a pole right behind this wall, it might not go through the wall, right, right. stuff like that. But Verizon is trying to create the true like gigabit 5G. Uh, T-Mobile has a different band, so it's faster than 4G, but it's not, it is not and that's why, like super, super fast and that's 5G. where their commercial was like, I can hear you, like, you know, they had this like, I mean, the theater and all that stuff. It was, I thought it was memorable and it was a good message of like, oh, our 5G works everywhere nationwide. Mm -hmm. uh, is it complete truth in advertising in that, oh, but it's not like the 5G that you think it is, but it's technically right. 5G. Okay. Well, and I think a lot of people, I don't most think most people, people know the difference, right? Know the difference. Right. And, oh, well, T-Mobile has already 5G and you can hear it in the theaters and this on the Mavert calling, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, the actor, Anthony, what's his name? Anthony. Yeah. Anyways, something. the guy, the, the lead actor from Blackish. Anyways, yeah. it, it was kind of cute, the conversation mm -hmm. and his mom called, keep calling him, but, uh, Anderson. Yeah. Um, I, um, yeah, that's one of the ones that I didn't like. There were some others that people did like, I didn't like so much, like the Olay. Uh, for the women or make space for women. The um, part I didn't like about that one was they had uh, Lily Singh, who's a YouTuber. Yeah. I can't stand her. She's the fakest, <laughs> most, I just, I can't stand her. They gave her a late night show. It totally flopped. Did you see that? They gave her a late night show after, uh, who was it after? I forget which network it was, but it was just terrible. And she's, I don't know. I don't want to trash on anybody, but... Um, 
Yeah, but I, I, I did like that they had the real astronaut for one. Like, like, yeah, uh, that was like fine. Nicole's, uh, uh, Nicole Stott. Uh, but um, I, I thought it was okay. The but one I didn't like, speaking of like empowering women, that I thought was just really cheesy was that it was really early. It was the secret deodorant. Yeah. Where they had the girl kick the field goal. And it was obviously a girl, I could tell. Just for, And then she pulls off her helmet. Oh my God, she's a girl. Yeah, I thought that was and a little bit. I thought bit it was really cheesy. I was like, yeah, okay. I think that was a little bit like the the typical spectator reaction. Like, yeah. oh, and then, oh, it's good. And then everybody and applauds I, and everything. This is a personal pet peeve. I hate when um, they have commercials, but it's like the most generic, like uniforms yeah, yeah, and yeah. scoreboard because they don't want to pay the licensing for the actual mm -hmm. teams. Yeah. So they just do that. I think that's like the cheesiest thing. But, I mean, I, I, it was okay. It was the, what was the name of the title of the commercial? Was, it was for Secret Kick for the deal, but the Secret. I think. Yeah, that was the, the slogan. But um, um, yeah, uh, the other one talking about space that I thought, I don't know if uh, you remember that one, but the uh, Soda Stream one. Uh, was Which one was that? I pretty good. I I don't know if you saw it because it came I think right after. I was cooking, so I stepped out for a minute. Yeah, yeah, for, a, right. for probably I ten forgot. minutes during the Super Bowl. I forgot so I he was in, he, David was in charge of the burgers last night, so uh, he was cooking. But I uh, know it was the. Um, it was funny because they go to Mars and it's an over space commercial. They go to Mars and they find water on Mars, and then they bring the water. This guy grabs the water. And uh, they say that's Mark's water. And he, think, he thinks that it's Mark's water. And uh, mm. so he takes the water and makes solar stream. <laughs> like uses the solar stream machine. Oh, <laughs> and I makes his own soda with the, uh, with the water from Mars. And Very then, clever. So it was kind of, it was fun. And, uh, you know, like we finally find water on Mars. And it's like, oh, this is great. And then they say this is Mark's water. And he thought it was Mark's water. Like he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's with the soda stream machine and makes his soda. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I don't know. Actually, soda stream is a company. I can't that believe they did another ad because they did one a few years ago. I know, I know. And their stock has been taken. I know. That's what I'm saying. That I didn't even know soda stream was still alive, basically. Because I mean, there's so many competitors now. Yeah, I know. and I think a lot of people are not into soda anymore. I know. Well, they tried to make like a healthier soda, so you don't buy a Coke with all the sugar. You can yeah. make your own. But then Coke came with the Coke Zero and then Pepsi. That's another commercial that we had yesterday. Came with their own Pepsi uh, Zero or something. So I don't know, but I, I thought that was that was kind of uh, the the script or the idea was original with the Mars uh, water soda stream. So uh. let me ask you before I forget the political ads we mentioned in the last podcast. There were two. There was Trump and uh, Bloomberg. Yeah. Thoughts. I I objective thoughts. I don't. I mean, I think you can pretty much expect those. Um, I, I think I think it's one. no different. I mean, those ads were not anything special that you wouldn't see at normally primetime TV saying, oh, I did this for the economy. I had this dream about I'm Donald Trump and I approved this message or Mike Bloomberg. I, I thought the first one that Trump did objectively was kind of, uh, how do I say it? Like, like um, good in the sense that he threw people for a curveball a little bit because it was about a black woman that he right. pardoned right. from jail. Right. And obviously he has a, a strong, uh, I don't know how you want to say it, like reputation with a lot of people uh, for being all types of words. But uh, I thought it was an interesting, objectively when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's a decent curveball that people probably wouldn't expect. Right. Um, I didn't actually get to see the Bloomberg one. It must have happened when it I was, was about gun control. And it was it was just another. Yeah, I think it was in the uh, second half. I think it appeared in the third quarter, if I remember. Um, but 
I think Again, the problem I, with those I think, ads. I think we, we discussed on Friday the fact that the two richest guys um, yeah. are basically the ones who can afford commercial time. Uh, where they, everybody, every other Democrat was busy, you know, with the caucus in Iowa last yeah. weekend, or you know, still now. Um, so, but Bloomberg, who's running his own campaign, well, he's not even in Iowa, right? Right, exactly. So he's doing his own uh, camp campaign. Uh, he decided to put the ad in the middle of a Super Bowl, so it's fine. I, I don't want to get into those. I mean, as far as originality or anything, it's just yeah, there was nothing very original. I don't I think, think I don't think the ad was anything special. It was just that he was in the Super Bowl, but. Other than that, it's just like they all kind of highlight. I, the, I think the, the problem with those ads is that a lot of people have already made their decisions. So you can have the best ad in the world, but they still probably don't like you. You know, it, those all political campaigns are not for people are for the people that are undecided. So that's what it is. Like maybe there's a family that says, "Oh, look, Trump is good for maybe black people." Whatever. Yeah, maybe. You know, so so all the commercials for for all campaign people are trying to convince the undecided. Yeah. Uh, because if you're a hardcore Republican, it doesn't matter. If you're a hardcore Democrat, you're gonna have to make a choice. I thought the Bloomberg was more interesting because obviously, like you said, like the Republicans, okay, they're just gonna vote for Trump. But Bloomberg is obviously fighting with a bunch of Democrats. Do you think that commercial will have any sway getting more Democratic voters to vote for him in the primaries? I think. I think that will come depending on who the candidate is for the Democrats. Because... Um, no, but I mean against other Democrats. Because obviously he needs to get the nomination before he can compete with Trump. Right. Do you think that'll have any sway? I don't think so. I mean, um, I, I don't understand. The, the, I mean, Bloomberg is doing his own campaign with all his millions. And obviously he's not taking any donor money yeah. which is hurting him because that's one of the requisites to to go into a debate so he's never even been seen on the debate so he's compensating that with his own multi-million advertising campaign where everybody else is trying to collect uh, uh donations and get more right. more revenue um so i don't know it's, it's it's a little strange i've seen independents running before but a democrat running independently from the democratic uh party um and a guy that also used to be republican all the stuff it's just i don't know i don't know how this is going to shape out it, but I don't want to get into politics. Anyway, no, I so. know. I know. <laughs> Just from the marketing. But anyways, um, we'll move on. So uh, moving on, uh, the Walmart commercial. Well, first of all, the, the Tide that was kind of repeated. Oh, yeah. I wanted to mention that one. Yeah. I, I was tired of those things, Are to you? be honest. I, 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 uh, I thought this year was interesting because there were many ads where it was like a cross-brand promotion. So like that was an example. Tide and I guess Bud Light kind of teamed up mm -hmm. and did some ads together. Um, but it was interesting that you saw many brands kind of team up and do ads together. Maybe they're saving money. I don't know. We we're going to talk about the PNG in a, a second. PNG, yeah, that was a fine. <laughs> that was saving money for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's just that it was kind of repeating throughout. And then at the end, it's like, I, I, maybe it's because I didn't think the first one was so funny. And then I said, oh, no, another one, and another one, another one. It's like, uh, stains, or oh, now stains can wait or something. Was the. Uh... Yeah, I was basically saying, like, I guess our stuff is really good. So even if you stain it right now, you can wait a few hours and right, wash it. Right, that you don't have to remove fine. the stain right away or something. Right. But, but it's still, it's like, okay, I had it. Just It's a like commercial for Tide, you know. Anyways, but speaking of brands PNG. pitching together, P&G was kind of funny. <laughs> I was making a joke yesterday to you when I saw it. multi-billion dollar company, one of the largest, you know, uh, consumer brands. Um, 
in the US, if not the largest, and then um, and they have multiple brands themselves, and then they just uh, they had the thing like together. What was that? Together win or something? Yeah, together. I forget exactly, but it was it was funny because I was like, you know, maybe P and G said, all right, for our six million dollar slot, how many different ads? How many different brands can we put in there? Okay, Charmin, uh, Mr. Clean, uh, just throw as many as we can in there. And they, they made Brani. their own. It, it kind of was this similar to the uh, to the Walmart uh, commercial where they have all the um, yeah the, kind of the different um, vehicles. I mean, we've seen some versions, of shorter versions of the commercial before in even the Super Bowl. No, sorry, in a play um, football uh, playoffs. At least uh, I've seen some of those, but um, they had the extended version with all these um, spaceships and different Marvel uh, people coming. Um, so that was. Kind of adding multiple uh, franchises, if you will, and then PNG came with their own multi-brand uh, commercial for their all the individual brands. So um, I thought it was okay. I mean, PNG is one of those that okay, we're gonna be there, but instead of having one commercial for each brand, we're gonna have one for all. Well, they did have separate <laughs> commercials, like Olay is PNG, so they yeah. had their own commercial for that. But no, I thought that was funny. That Another one that you liked that I wasn't that impressed was the Pringles. Which one? Um, the uh, oh uh, the Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like that. You didn't one. like that one? Oh, I thought you did. It was okay. I mean, if you're gonna use Rick and Morty, do something clever with it. It's a show that's clever. Okay. Do something clever. I didn't think they did anything clever with yeah, it. Yeah, I I thought it was kind of uh, like it took me a while, and then it's like okay. And know. obviously, I know obviously there's a lot of Rick and Morty fans. I don't know how many people, you know, watching the Super Bowl know Rick and Morty uh, that are not fans that would get it. It, but it was fine. It was like we were we joked that a lot of these some of these were like very cheap production, like they were trying to save money on the production. That one was probably not a very expensive commercial. Um, it was okay. I just thought if you're gonna use these characters from this show that's known for being clever, do something clever. Don't yeah. just another one that I thought it was um, kind of disappointing uh, was the uh, the Hard Rock uh, with. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez. I mean, they they almost made like a mix of uh, like a Mission Impossible movie, um, James Bond type thing, and obviously yeah. Jennifer Lopez was there, uh, who was acting. Obviously, I think that was before the halftime or after. Yeah, it was before. It I was think. before, right? And I'm thinking, why do they have to have uh, that commercial there? So I I thought it was first of all. It was kind of bad acting. Yeah, I was overall. gonna say. I, I was mean, like, I'm, I'm not expecting these guys to be like top level actors, but I felt like they did everything in one take. Like, come on, guys, we couldn't right. get a better take than that. And uh, and then uh, you know, A. Rod shows up and J. Lo and, and all that DJ stuff. DJ Khaled. At yeah, the yeah. End, yeah where he like, takes his mask off and and it's like, why? I mean, it's like it's like you're diluting your your image by having this kind of. I don't know if the commercial will continue to wear after the Super Bowl, but uh, I thought it was kind of like, what is this? You know, like I was like yeah. not not that impressed. So, uh, Turbo Tax was all over the place with everybody's tax people or something. As they as they normally are yeah. at this time of year. Um, it was fine. Um, I didn't love it. I thought some of them were kind of annoying, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they got their message across. Then, I, like I mentioned before, Pepsi came up with their own. Um, Pepsi Zero, uh, compared of Coke Zero, I think it was just uh, okay. Nothing, nothing uh, special for me. Um, you have also um, Genesis, the car. Um, yeah, I thought that was okay. 
Yeah, it was just uh, it was nothing special. And we're getting now into the the Sabra one is the one that was one of the first time advertises a new brand with um, right. um, um, hummus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was done by Vayner Media, a company that we follow very thoroughly. But I was kind of disappointed. Actually, I didn't like any of the Vayner Media commercials. They, they, well, uh, they did the the Mr. Peanut. That was the yeah. best one. I did. I thought that one was very good. Yeah, and then the other one, um, this one was just eh, okay. Uh, what was the other one they did? Oh, the, the Hard Rock. The, yeah, the, the Hard Rock, too. So um, anything else as far as commercials? I'm going through all of them. Um, I did like the Doritos one. You didn't have that one as, as one of your favorites, but I thought it was kind of funny. Which with, specific uh, Doritos one? The Sam Elliott when um, Oh, with Lil Nas X? With the duel. Yeah, I thought it was kind of funny. It was fine. It was, it was, uh, I thought it was. I, I thought this year there were just a lot of kind of, fine yeah. basically where it's like okay it's not a bad commercial but yeah. it wasn't anything that like blew me away even the even the guys with the with the star you know factor like uh, Jimmy Fallon was in another commercial and yeah, I did not like that I one. did not like I that one either cheesy. I think it was just not um so I overall if we can wrap up this this podcast um I think we got to a point where the commercials are a little bit overhyped right now I think the and ones I, I think the main message is the ones that succeeded the most are the ones who were able to blend the commercial with some type of social element. The Baby Nut, the Groundhog Day, the uh, uh, Hulu ad, those all were had social buzz around them. It wasn't just the commercial. And that's the ultimate win. Because when you can get 100,000 people on Twitter or wherever talking about you, that's the win. But, but, but the other thing is that you always remember when I was back in uh, studying film and video and all that stuff, people say, you know, some critics uh, think uh, some movies are good or something, but not all critics agree on all movies, but all critics agree when there's a really good movie, you know. Right. Um, with the commercials, it's the same thing. Like this morning, just before the podcast, I was looking quickly to some of the commercial reviews that you know, uh, big big magazines like Cat H and all that stuff have done. And uh, and I was looking at that and thinking, even when you look at these sources, they don't all agree on which ones are the best, which tells you that there's not really a clear best. Like sometimes you have a movie that's like, okay, this is a clear winner. Yeah. Like you and I went to watch, um, or you watched um, uh, Parasite. I haven't seen that one yet. And we're talking about Oscars and all that stuff. And 1917, I mean, everybody knows those are great movies and pretty yeah. much all critics agree on that. But when it comes to commercials, even the expert ad agencies, they don't agree on which one was the best or which ones were the better ones from last night. I think it's that tells you that there's a lot of um, uh, mix across. Yeah, because you know? the difference between a, like a movie and a commercial is obviously the movie is just trying to be a great movie. But a commercial is not just trying to be good and entertaining, but also memorable and get some brand or product message across. Right. Doing all of those things in 30 seconds or 60 seconds takes a lot of skill. It's not that easy to do. Um, that's and, why I thought that like Hulu was probably one of the better ones because they got a ton of social buzz. As soon as you saw Tom Brady on the screen, it was like, oh, wait, is this that? That's the one. And yeah. it was like everybody stared at the screen. And then he goes, Hulu has live sports. And it's I, like, I've read boom. so many stories, obviously. Um, again, it was the, the week after um, the Kobe Bryant's thing and all the stuff. And they were saying, oh, that was a tribute to Kobe Bryant. And this is, this is big top leading yeah. national sportscaster saying, 
well, if he was for Kobe Bryant, he would have said something about forever Kobe or something like that, you know. Yeah. And then said, no, baby, it's like a cryptic message. I'm walking out, you know, I'm leaving. Yeah, that's All what that's, I thought. Every, not what I nobody thought, even I thought it was anything related to a commercial. Right. And then he exactly. kept mute. I mean, he didn't say a word right. until yesterday. When good, the I don't know who up. made the Hulu ad, what agency yeah. was in charge of that, but but obviously, bravo. Right, but it's Tom Brady. So everybody's kind of wondering if he's going to retire or stay right, whatever. So that was part of the big Whoever was. had the, whoever was the creative director that had the idea for hey let's have tom brady post some cryptic thing and have everybody on the edge of their seat bravo you so win. but but the thing is like we started we said the good commercials are the ones that the morning after or the day after remember. you remember not just the commercial but also the brand for which the yeah. commercial was that's why and the only uh, one that i asked you before the podcast was the jason momoa yeah because we both liked that one but then i was like Who's that a commercial for? And it took me a few minutes of thinking. I was like, oh, Rocket Mortgage. That's right. Right. So even though it was good uh-huh. and memorable, it was like it wasn't necessarily attached to the brand enough to where it was mm-hmm. like, oh, this was a Rocket Mortgage ad. Right. You know? Right. And that's why I like the uh, they one for Amazon um, because they actually mentioned the name so many times throughout the right. ad. You know, like, right. Like all the people, the product that is the centerpiece of the uh, Alexa. This Alexa, that, some of that stuff. So, all right, well, uh, that uh, wraps it up for us. Um, this is something that we had to kind of put together real quick. Um, it's Monday morning. You can see the phone ringing. My phone. Uh, pretty busy day. It's ten o'clock now. We just starting another week and another month for us. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, Anything else? I don't know if we're going to do another podcast this week, a regular Thursday podcast. We'll see how the week goes. Uh, We have a lot of things going on, um, but if not, we'll definitely have all the show notes and we'll probably put links to all these commercials. They're already obviously on YouTube on multiple sources, so you can review them and, um, you know, given your own ratings. But uh, hopefully, um, you know, we're not too far off the mark on our own. And um, that's it for today. Uh, David, any additions from you? No, that's it. Let us know in the comments which ones are your favorites, uh, which ones did you hate? Because we didn't get into ones we hate that much. I didn't honestly hate very many. Um, well, you hate to hate something that yeah, people not, put so much effort into it. But yeah. you know, it's just some of them that is like, okay, we wasted eight million dollars or whatever. Oh, you know, that's one bad. final note: uh, we put the over under at five and a half of how many social messaging commercials uh, will yeah, there yeah, be, yeah, 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 yeah. and. It was way over. I don't know. There's probably at least I don't know 10, 11, 12 ish. I, I was tr- I was keeping count and then I lost count after like nine. I said, okay, we're way over. All right. Well, that's it for today. Just remember, you like this, share it with your friends. Also, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast and um, video on YouTube on our YouTube channel, you know, MGR Agency. Um, uh, we'll publish all the show notes and everything. And this one will be up in a couple of days. Hopefully, uh, you'll give us your feedback. Until the next time, uh, this is Manuel and David from MGR. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.